We are once again grateful for the opportunity to uh, share some things with you this morning. Um, you will have noticed that the row that Kathy and I sat on is full this morning. It's, uh, and um, for a long time, as we've been here in Carmen, Barb has been asking about my sister Sharon. And why doesn't Sharon come? And I was afraid that Barb might be thinking that Sharon didn't like her brother anymore, but that's not true. Um, we're grateful to have Sharon and Mandry and Sharon's son Richard and Shauna and their girls with us this morning. And, um, and uh, we have looked forward to that since earlier, earlier last week when we found out that this was going to be a possibility. Well, it's a reality. And so we're grateful. When you think about the many great themes that we find within the scriptures, and you are to determine in your own mind which ones would make the top three, which would you pick? Would you have trouble? <laughs> Would you have trouble <laughs> zeroing down to three? <laughs> well, interestingly enough, within the pages of God's Word, we find that there are times when three of these themes are used together. And so it's, um, it's from these passages that I want to uh, share with you the big three this morning. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, after the Apostle Paul has described to the Corinthian Christians what love is all about, he comes to this conclusion at the end of the chapter. He says, but now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, and the greatest of these is love. I would hope that you took note this morning as Corey read for us from Romans chapter 5 and verses 1 through 5. Because within, the, within those words from Paul, we have all three of these words that Paul is sharing in that passage of scripture. Faith, hope, and love. We have concluded a few weeks ago in our Wednesday night Bible class a study from Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. In Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3, these words from Paul. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, 
just as in all the world also it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf, he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. And so interestingly, these three passages uh, provide us with these three, faith, hope, and love. So I would like to spend a little time and share with you some passages that might help us to get a little better understanding of these three very important things that the scripture talks about. And so we have faith. It always intrigues me that the scriptures would provide us with a definition of it. Just so we wouldn't kind of wander around and decide what in the wide world this thing of faith really is. So in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, we're, we, we find this, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. Later on in the passage, the Hebrew writer gives us information that helps us to understand how important faith is. And so in verse 6 he says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. For without faith it is impossible to please God. And so if we define it, we find out how important it is, then we might ask the question, well, how in the wide world do I get it? And so the scripture provides us with an answer for that too. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, we answer three important questions from the scriptures to help us come to an appreciation of this thing called faith. James, as he wrote in James chapter 2, and verses 19 through to the end of the chapter, provides us with this information concerning faith. You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, 
And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I find James' analogy at the end of this chapter rather interesting because we understand, we understand don't we, <laughs> that if you take the spirit away from the body, the body is dead. <laughs> so James uses that to help us to understand the significance of faith. I found this interesting quote that I'd like to share with you. It said this, Faith is a bridge between where I am and where God wants me to be. So it's faith that keeps us moving on towards what God really wants us to be. Well, those are a few, a few passages to remind us of what faith is. But then we have hope. Hope is an interesting word in scripture, and um, there are a few passages that I want to share with you concerning that. The first one being from Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Paul says, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Back up in Romans, Romans chapter 8 and verse 24. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one also hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Shauna was sharing with me earlier this morning about her desire to go to the Forks. <laughs> And Richard wasn't, you know, he went, he was uh, kind of, oh, I'm a butt, I guess, you know. And finally, uh, the girls were questioned and said, well, would you girls like to go to the Forks? Well, yeah, we would. Lo and behold, we see on Facebook that they're having lunch. They're having lunch at the spaghetti factory at the Forks. So they got to go. Well, up until that point in time, that reality was just hoping to be there. And now they've had the experience of being there. And so uh, that, that has been satisfied. Hope is an interesting word, isn't it? Go with me to Hebrews chapter 7. 
Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 19. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. Back in chapter 6 of Hebrews, verse 19, the Hebrew writer says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope that is both steadfast and sure. A hope that is both steadfast and sure. It's no wonder hope is one of the big three <laughs> because of its importance. Well, the one that the Apostle Paul said was the greatest of all, he said, is love. And so we would like to notice some passages to help us to appreciate what that is. And so I want to go back to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, because we have from the pen of Paul an interesting definition of what love is and what love is not. And so this is what he says. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag or is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. That, folks, is a, is a rather fabulous guarantee. <laughs> Love never fails. Back in the Gospel of John, chapter 3 and verse 16, likely one of the passages of Scripture that are memorized by most, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so we have an interesting statement made about the love of God. Then continuing from the pen of John in his first letter. John, he was a busy boy. He wrote course the gospel account but then he had three letters that he wrote as well as penning the words of the revelation and so in first John chapter 4 and rather a long reading but I I want you to take note of how many times the word love is used in this passage 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. Beloved, 
Let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, lo by this the love of God is manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that, he, that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have, we, we have beheld and bear witness that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and, God, and he in God. And we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, love is perfect, perfected in, with us, that we have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also we are in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love one another. Back to John again in John's account in the Gospel. Chapter 14 and verse 15. Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Back up to chapter 13 and verse 35. And Jesus says, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I would trust that as we have looked at those few passages this morning, that we would be reminded from Scripture the importance not only of faith, but also of hope and also of love. The final passage that I want to share with you comes from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, his first letter. We, of course, have been, been studying from this on our Wednesday night Bible class. 
And uh, uh, this is the passage that I want to conclude with this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning at verse 2 through 3. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and in the presence of our God and Father. As we think about that, maybe it would be interesting for us to think about it as an individual kind of situation, as well as a collective situation. So as a congregation of the Lord's people that meet at this place, if Paul was writing to us as a congregation, would he say, would he say about us, I am bearing in mind, Carmen, Manitoba, the church that meets at that community, I am reminded of your work of faith and your labor of love and your steadfastness of hope. Or if he was writing you or I a personal letter, <laughs> would he say, I'm bearing in mind your work of faith and your labor of love and your steadfastness of hope. It seems to me that that's one of the reasons why these are the big three. And I hope that as we've shared from scripture this morning, that they might be adopted in your list as the big three. Thank you for your attention this morning. We're grateful that you are all here.